Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Faith Mamas podcast, where we tackle some hard questions with some biblical responses. And today is no different. We are going to be tackling a question that was sent to us by Chastity Johnson. And this is the question. What are some good tools and strategies to boost confidence in areas of fear? Whew, that's a good question. So we are going to tackle that question today on the Faith Mamas podcast. We're so excited if you're here with us live or if you're checking this out on the replay. We're happy that you're here and we're ready to dig in right after this intro. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Tribe podcast, where we connect with Christ and community through real conversation. And guess what? No topic is off the table. I'm Dominique. And I'm Janice. And we're just two real moms who are excited to be with you on this journey. So grab your coffee. Or your tea. And let's chat, sis, and see where God leads us. And welcome to the tribe. Hey. How you doing? I think you're muted. Did I be I muted? thought I hit the button. <laughs> I didn't all the way. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited we're here. It's been a minute since we've uh, recorded a podcast. Yeah, it has. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Yeah. And shout out to Chastity Johnson for putting that question in the app um, because it's gonna be a good one. Talking about how to overcome fear, she was asking about strategies and tools to be able to overcome fear. Yep. And yeah, I'm excited to talk That's about it. It is. And yeah. I see some of our friends here live. Hey, Shanda. Hey, Janice. So excited to see y'all early this Sunday morning. Yes. And we're going to dig in. We're going to just dig right in. First of all, when you saw this question, Janice, what, what was your thought? When, when I said, let's talk about overcoming fear. I said, who's been reading my mind? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because right. I totally can relate to that. And I feel that was a great question. I'm glad that it was raised. And I'm glad we're going to talk about it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I saw the question, I thought, oh, I can't, I can't offer any advice on that. Now. That too. <laughs> I was like, who's going to help me? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, hold up. So we actually went into research mode and watched a podcast, got a book, uh, because the reality is many of us struggle with this concept of fear. When I talked a little bit more to Chastity, she was talking about wanting to go after the things that God has placed inside of her heart to do, but mm -hmm. still having a fear that kind of holds her back, how to break free from that fear and actually do the things that God is calling you to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So the first thing that I want to ask is when we think about scripture surrounding this concept, what mm -hmm. scriptures come to mind? If you're live, go ahead and, and drop it in the chat. But what scriptures come to mind when you think about this concept of overcoming fear? What scriptures, what biblical basis comes to mind? Ooh, that's a, oh, well, one that just literally popped in my head, literally was, um, which is kind of weird. So I'm going to say it because I, I know it popped in my head because <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. it was when, what was when Moses, he fled. Uh, Egypt? Yes, because he had murdered one of the Egyptians and how um, 
you know, the they were pointing him out, even though it was for the for his fellow Israelites, you know, because he saw them being mistreated and someone pointed him out. And, you know, he, of course, fled from that and he fled for quite a while before he actually ended up coming coming back. And though the scripture doesn't say that it was necessarily fear, but I would think it was fear of being found out, probably shame of what he did. So that popped in my head when you said that. Mm, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one, but it is a kind of a regular concept throughout the scripture is that fear causes you to run and hide yep, uh, and be ashamed and run and things like that. So that is amazing because you see, we see that like that concept of hiding and that concept of shame mm -hmm. that kind of comes right in after fear and it gets it all mixed and muddy. And I think about how often we do that, like, God has called us to do something mm -hmm. and we're like, woohoo. And then we're like, hold up. I can't. And then we run from the very thing that we know he's called us to do. Yeah. And we're like, well, you know, now is not the right time. I can't do it. And we run. Oh man. Come on, Jernice. That was good. And it opened up so many more. You said that then I'm like, okay, yeah, Jonah did it. Uh, Adam and Eve did it. Like I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, there are a couple <laughs> stories of people who, yep. and though, Jonah wasn't necessarily running out of fear. He was running because he didn't want to do something. But then he got thrown overboard because he knew God was chasing him. And so I can only imagine at some point he had to have felt fear being in the belly of a fish because he prayed a lot. So <laughs> there had to be some fear somewhere. But yeah. That, that, yeah, that is so good. I see some coming up. Heather says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Boom. I see Shannon says, 2 Timothy 1, 7. And that is exactly where Heather was at, yeah. um, where it says, for, the, uh, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So Heather and Shanda mm -hmm. are tracking with each other. Come yeah. on. God has not. So we know that this is not something, this is not a spirit that God has given us. He tells us what he's given us. So that is good. Heather says also Peter walking on the water. Come on, where oh, yeah. he was focused on Jesus. But then he started focusing on the storm, got afraid, started sinking. Whoo. Genesis, fear not, be courageous. It said several times when God is giving directions. Fear yes. not, be courageous. Come on, fear not, be yes. courageous. You know what scripture comes to my mind when mm -hmm. I think about this? And um, it's Romans 12, 2. And I know mm -hmm. it's not like a particularly fear scripture, but I want to pull it up. Yes. So this is Romans 12, 2 from the New Living Translation. And it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And the reason this scripture pops mm -hmm. up is because the concept of not being conformed to the pattern of the world, the pattern of the world is fear. Wow. I mean, hmm. if you think about it, if you look at like all of our advertising, Turn on TV. It's all fear-based. You got to get this now so that you can get rid of this and that. And if you don't get this now, you're going to miss out on this opportunity. And da -da -da -da. Like, it's all this like, oh, I got to do it now. If I don't do it now, I'm going to miss out on everything. That's good. And I think about like this concept of renewing, renewing our mind kind of comes against this fear-based system that we live in. Yeah. Genesis, mm -hmm. uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Yep. yep. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. If social media doesn't do this, like it gives you so much FOMO. You're like looking at people's 
uh, lives on, on social media and you're thinking, oh my goodness, what am I doing with my life? And it starts even smaller with children if you think about it. And I think about it because I know the holiday season is approaching and Christmas is approaching. I remember last year, oh, she's old enough to not worry about all that now. We were looking for, I was thinking about before this goes live, as live as someone hears it. Um, <laughs> we were looking for this PlayStation 5 for my niece. It was nuts. You couldn't find them anywhere. And the prices of how they went up was insane. Now, I said that because if you think about fear and you have a small kids, if I don't have this, I'm not like everyone else. And I have to have it because everyone else has. And it starts so young as we start planning, like you have to have and be, you know, this fear of missing out. As Janice said, we we get it at a very young age. So it's yeah. so true. And I, you know, I think about that combined with what you all said at the beginning, where what you said at the beginning, where it's like fear causes you to run. And I think about it. This this same thing, fear of missing out, all of this, it causes us to run from our real life mm-hmm. and try to produce a curated life that yeah. looks better, that we feel like more people will accept. Yep. Like it does that. The mm-hmm. same thing. It's the same running. It looks a little different. Like it doesn't look like physically running like Moses was, but it's the same concept. I'm running from my real life and trying to produce something I feel like will be much more um, appealing to other people. Yeah. Yep. And it's superficial. Like you said something. Oh, somebody gave a second Timothy 1 7. It says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. I think that was the correct mm-hmm. verse. And I circled the word spirit of fear. And I was like, huh. So fear isn't a real thing. I know we all know that. But, you know, you said to think in my head for a minute. It's like, this is not a real thing. It's just this ideal of something. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. It's, it's an idea of something. And that's why I love the verse that you picked out, I mean, that you were led to share with us. Because when you read it, it talks about the fact that God didn't give us this kind of mindset. And that's why to solve for it is transforming your mind. Because this fear thing is not something that's, it's not tangible. It's not real. It can feel like heavy, like it's tangible, but it's not. So in order to to help combat that spirit, then let me transform how you see things and you think about things so that you can combat it the right way. You can address it, you know, the way God is wants us to address fear. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's This is going to be good. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because like we know, t- typically we, we talk about fear, like this mental anxiety And then we also talk about fear, which is this reflex, right? And so we know that there's some benefits to the reflex. Like if a lion, like, just kind of (laughs) comes up, like, granted, I don't know, like, running from a lion is really going to help you at that point. However, but you can, (laughs) you have some things that come up, a reflex that kind of comes up. It's like, I got to get out of here. And your eyes dilate, right? Your eyes, well, maybe we should say a dog. I don't know. Yeah, a line is kind of rough. Yeah, just just stand still, sis. Just, you know what? I'm afraid because that's that's (laughs) all I got right now. So, but no, like, let's say a dog. Okay, that's probably makes a lot of dog. (laughs) But your eyes dilate and you're like looking for Mm -hmm. and out and you're looking for. And so that is something that is designed in us as a protection mechanism, right? But the the reality is we experience this same fight, flight, or freeze reflex for a lot of things throughout our lives. And we realize that, hey, there's no dog chasing us. There's no gun held to our head. There's no actual danger. There is a spirit of fear that is floating around. The da- there is no real danger. Mm-hmm. So when there is no real danger, mm-hmm. this where is the spirit of fear 
coming from. So I'm excited to dig into this. Uh, Cousin D says the fear causes stagnancy as well. Yes, so it goes back to that fight, flight, freeze. We yeah. talk a lot about fight and flight, but we don't talk a lot about freeze. And that's a, that's another very real thing that comes up when we when we feel this um, fear coming in. So mm-hmm. all of this is kind of based on Chastity's question. Like all of this can happen when God has called you to do something. And you're like, fight, flight, freeze, which, you know, you're like, wait, hold on. I can't do it. Let me go this way. <laughs> Right. Let me run because right. That. Um. So yeah, all of that, all of that. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we learned. We listened to a podcast recently, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf was was interviewing Dr. Judson yeah. Brewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he authored a book. It's called Unwinding Anxiety. I have it right here. He authored a book called Unwinding Anxiety. And he talked about some of the things that they have been researching on how to actually deal with this worry and fear that's kind of debilitating and stopping you from doing things. And some of their research is really cool. If you want to check out the book, I put the link in the description box and it's an affiliate link. So if you purchase this book, um, some of the the you'll you'll be donating to Faith Mamas as well without giving extra, you know, it won't jack up the price of the book. But anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about what he talked about. And I see some really cool things coming in the comments and I'm going to jump into those as well. So one of the things that he talked about and that they talked about that I thought was huge, and I've actually seen this work in my life, like on many of occasions, is to understand your fears deeply. Now, this doesn't sound like something you want to do because it's like when yeah. I want to combat fear, I want what do you what do I need to do to make it go away? Right. But what they tapped on and I thought that it was great and I've seen in my life is understanding them deeply before you try to fix it. Do you actually understand where it's coming from? Mm-hmm. Do you actually understand why this is happening? Mm-hmm. Like before you try to like. I need to kick fear to the curb. It's like, but do you understand? And and one of the things that um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf said, she said, think, choose, and feel deeply. And I was like, ooh, how quickly we try to run from this concept of fear and not understand it. Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? How is it serving me? And this was a huge one. How is fear serving me? Understanding, okay, if I'm using a fear response of fight, flight, or freeze, how is this serving me? Because honestly, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't serving some role in my life. Mm -hmm. And so we might say, well, freeze is, you know, in my mind, it's giving me the reward of not having to go through whatever pain, or it's giving me the reward of not having to um, deal with or Uh, have confrontation with this person. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of the reward that it's giving me, which is why it's now in my life. And we have to understand our, our, our bodies, our minds are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Mm -hmm. They are amazing. And so our minds do this work of saying, okay, this is how she typically responds. Let me go ahead and write a quick code (laughs) pretty much. So she doesn't even have to think about responding this way. It'll just be so automatic. And because we don't take time to really understand 
where all this stuff is coming from and where all these quick codes are coming from. And we're just trying to change our behavior. But the mind is like, hold up, wait, this is how you've always dealt with this. And we're trying to force it over here, but we don't understand how to rewrite this code. So we've got to understand deeply our fears. What are your, what are you guys' thoughts? What are your thoughts, Janice, about this concept of understanding your fears deeply? When I heard that I wanted to do the fear thing, which was wrong, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to understand my fears. However, to your point, as we started talking more and more through it, and I kind of ran myself mentally through an example for me, I was like, oh, Oh, you know, like, and here's the thing I want to encourage you as you start doing that. Someone's like, well, how do I do that? Ask the Holy Spirit for help because he will help you like get to the root. Like, I love this because it's kind of like getting to the root of what it is, because sometimes you typically think at the surface, like your fear is here. And as you start kind of doing that, why, why, why thing you get to the root. And here's the thing. Addressing the root is what's going to kill everything up from it. Like if you don't address the root as we go to through a couple more steps, it's kind of hard to push and break through the barrier. So. I really love the fact that they said understand it. It scared me if I can be real because I'm like, oh, I don't want to understand. It. I just want to get past it, which is how I typically like to do things. However, like, I don't know, for me, I'm at a point with some things I'm like, this stuff can't continue. So we need to go ahead and get to the root of it. As scary as it can be, um, take your time. You know what's interesting? Sometimes you think it's scary, but as you start asking yourself why, have you ever like seen a shadow of something or heard something and you think it's way bigger than what it is? Like I've heard before like something fall upstairs and I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds like the whole closet fell in. <laughs> Only to come upstairs and realize it was just like a little, I had like a little shower caddy holder thing in my shower and what happened was the suction cups were not like sticking anymore and it just fell. It was this little tin thing that sounded like the whole bathroom cave in. Mm. Small. And so my point in saying giving that example is when we're thinking about understanding your fears deeply, don't, you know, let's all encourage one another not to be intimidated. Let's go for it because sometimes it's a little tiny thing that's what made itself seem really, really big. And you're just like, oh, okay. Okay. This is what it is. And this is why. And I'll stop there because we're only understanding them. We're trying to understand the why. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so good. Janice says, yes, to get rid of the weeds, you have to attack the root. Yes. And she also brings up a really good strategy. And I want to, I want to mention this before we go on. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a strategy that I've used often. Some of you guys know I've struggled with anxiety in the past. And she said, anxiety is a fear reaction to perceived danger. It's not real danger. Like we talked about. So she said, that's why the what can I see, hear, taste and feel helps ground you in reality and stop anxiety. This I use this strategy many a times because you have to actually bring yourself back to be like, oh, wait, is this real? Am I in danger? Like, am I in danger? And so sometimes that grounding, what can I hear? What can I see? What can I taste? What can I feel? What's real danger? And what is this perceived danger that's only happening in the spirit and in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. So that was good. I wanted to make sure that we we read that. All right, next, we've got another thing that we talked about, which is to choose and practice a new mental model. Um, I am reading this book called The Innovative Church, and it's really, really good. And he talks about this concept of mental models. And basically he says, our life is made up of mental models. Like, it's basically models that we've put in our brain, stories that we've told ourselves over time um, that have been rooted in our experiences. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how we do things. So that wa- that's why first understanding 
you know, understanding where this stuff comes from and then choosing and practicing a new mental model. So often we think we have to think the things that we think. Like we think that our thoughts are, are, are who we are. And the reality is the thoughts are just a culmination of our experiences and how we've processed them or not processed them. And we can choose to go back and reprocess the, the, the experiences and come up with new thought patterns and mental models. Does it take some work? Absolutely. Does it take some training? Yes, it does. But it can be done. It's just like um, it's just like going to the gym. I've been doing a lot of gym references lately. I think it's, it's a really good example. It's a good way to think about it. Considering yeah. the fact that I kind of started going a little bit myself, I know what you come feel on. like. So yeah. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's kind of like going to the gym, right? I can look at myself and be like, oh, this is just who I am. There's no changing. There's no, you know, well, my body is just a culmination of my experiences. I've put food in. I have not worked out. I've been sitting on my bed or sitting on my couch very often. And so, you know, some of the things, some of the little extras, and I also had four kids, you know, and Mm -hmm. so I could have been like, well, this is just who, who it is. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, and I know it's the Holy Spirit because I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. No. You it's know, I, I want to live a healthier life. No. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't. I'm going to change this. And so I go to the gym and I look like a crazy person because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm trying to like do this and run on a treadmill and stuff like that. But I have no idea what I'm doing. It's hard. It's starting to get easier now after like eight weeks, it's starting to get easier and things like that. And I'm starting to see results. But if I would have just accepted, oh, this is just who I am. I can't change. Hmm. That's the thing about how we're designed. We can always change. Always. And so the same way we go to the gym and create a routine for ourselves that that hits on certain muscles, we can create new mental models by deciding what we want to think. That's real. And I'm going to tell you something, because I'll be honest, I've had moments very recently where I didn't want to think anything. I understood that this where I know this works. And let me I'll say why I know it works. Number one, because to your point, that's how God designed us. And it goes back to the verse you said he mm-hmm. wouldn't tell you you could renew your mind if you can't renew it. So God is so good. He did a couple things. One, he built us that your mind can be renewed, meaning you can think new things and your brain will actually rewire itself to think those new things. Mm-hmm. Number two, he gave us help spiritually to actually do it. So he like he physically enabled us and then we're spiritually enabled. And you can flip those if you want to, however you want to take it. It's cool. And though I knew this, I felt so much despair that I couldn't like literally get out of bed. And I'm like, I just want to lay here and I want to sleep because my escape place was sleep. If I sleep, mm-hmm. sleep, reality might be going on around me but I'm in my little cocoon and it doesn't make a difference because I can't hear it or think about it. My mind had to like escape. And so I know for some people listen to this, you may say, yeah, that sounds nice. And how in the world can I do it? And I will say this, be patient with yourself. And at anything at this stage, know it's possible. You may not be ready to conquer it just yet. And maybe you're trying to pull yourself out of things. And I, and, and you don't have to pull yourself alone, right? You know, you need help. We, we have help for that. You know, there's help doing that. But until you get to the realization, and we're going to pray for everyone that you get to that realization, because there's nothing better than when you get to that realization. You start standing up and you look around and you're like, wait a minute. I actually don't have to sit here anymore. 
I can actually get up. And even if the first step is just sitting up on out of the bed or just walking to the bathroom, whatever, just do it. But the point is this, you can choose it. That keyword is you can choose it. You don't have mm-hmm. to stay there. So I'm glad you said it because like I said, I've been there and I'm like, I know we're wired for it, but you just feel like you're so trapped. You can't do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that you you mentioned that, that we are wired for it, we're made for it and we can do it. Yeah. And it's so, it's so funny because a lot of times we'll think of our bodies and our minds as controlling us when really we're, des- we are supposed to steward and tell our bodies where to go and tell our minds where to go. But for so often, myself included, y'all, I didn't do that. Like, and I had to realize for me, you know, struggling with anxiety, going to the mental health hospital, all types of things. I had to, I had to realize for me that number one, I had to understand these feelings deeply. I had to understand what was happening. I had to understand why it was happening. I had to get the, I had to get help to understand because they were, they were wound up so tight. I mm. couldn't, I couldn't unwind them myself. So mm-hmm. I went and I got some help to understand and to see what was really happening and to get some strategies and things like that. But then I also had to realize, Dominique, you don't have to do what your body and mind is telling you all the time. You can make mm-hmm. another decision because the reality is your mind is so amazingly made. It's designed to take the guesswork out so you don't have to think, right? Yeah. If you did something when you were five years old, then you did it again and again and again and again. Eventually, your mind's like, oh, I don't want her have to think about that. Let me just make this a code. So this is what she does every single time something like this happens. But I can say, no, no, thank you for trying to help me, mind. But I actually want to think about this, right? Thank you for trying to make it short and, and easy for me. But I actually, you know, want to think about this. There's some things I don't want to think about. Like, for instance, if I step out in the middle of the street and I hear a car, I want my body to jump back immediately so I don't hit right. my car. Yes, brain. Thank you, mind, for helping me to jump back without being like, is that car coming towards me? Let me is think about it. Me? Right? Let me create a new mental model. No, right. move. No, I don't got time for that. <laughs> yes, thank you, brain, for just, because we know kids don't have, little ones don't have that yet. It has to be developed over time. So they'll just walk out in the danger and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, it's the street. <laughs> right. But as an adult who has developed, like our our minds have developed this automaticity, then I can jump back. But what I don't want is that because my daddy hurt me um, repeatedly when I was a kid, then when I get older and have a relationship with a man, I can't trust him because this mental model is always jerking me back. Mm -hmm. No, thank you, brain, for trying to protect me, but we need to... We need to develop a new mental model here because this doesn't this doesn't generalize like a car barreling down that generalizes. I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm in Arizona. I don't care if I'm in D.C. I don't care if I'm in Italy. If a car is barreling down on me, I want the automatic response to be to jump back. But if if a if a man is um, being kind and things like that, I don't want to automatically think he's going to rape me. Right. You know, what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that to be the automatic response. So I have to be like, thanks, mind, for trying this. But we, we've we got to come up with a better um, model here because this is yeah. not working. Yeah. And this is not a, a lot of these concepts is because it, we got hurt before. And then our mind tries to generalize it to protect us. Right. But some of those generalizations, they just don't work. They're, you know, you can't generalize all people. That's, you know, that's kind of like where racism comes from. When our minds try to generalize a whole entire people group mm-hmm. because we had one bad experience or um, that's where, you know, uh, being the fear of 
being in relationships come from because we have one bad relationship. Our minds are like, okay, this is how she deals with relationships. Well, let's generalize, but it doesn't, it doesn't generalize like that. And sometimes we have to, we have to thank our mind for doing what it was designed to do, yeah. but, but point it in a different direction. you like, not here, boo, not here. <laughs> That's real. That's good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna says it's like being terrified of a stick because it looks like a snake, right? Girl, or a leaf that looked like a frog because me and frogs don't do all that too well. And wow. nowadays with these leaves falling on the ground. I remember you with frogs. I I remember that. I'll go through the mental model for that. I will because we, we got to deal with that. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, we got one more. We have mm-hmm. one more strategy and feel free to, to drop any other strategies you might have. Um, in there, but our one more strategy is find a safe place, don't isolate. Hmm, come on, fearful that can be intimidating. I'm not gonna lie, that can be very, very intimidating because with this one, when we say find a safe place, don't isolate, you know, we are talking like community, you know, so that community could be one person, or you might have two, but you know, just a small whatever intimate group, and I say intimate because I feel like sometimes when things get too big, it gets kind of out there. And I'll use an example. I wonder sometimes, like, Jesus only took, like, what, two disciples or so up to him when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration and he was, you know, praying. And I wonder, like, wow, were they cooler or whatever? But it not necessarily. I think, you know, sometimes you just have this intimate group or a, or a safe space, and you know that this person or these persons are people that you can just be transparent with, you can be yourself with, they encourage you, um, and when I say encourage you, that doesn't mean necessarily agree with everything you say, but they're not like beating you down, they're letting you be who you are, they're letting you express um, who you are, and even that, if that's if you want to share, because there may be some things you're not ready to share yet, but they just encourage you to say, hey, I'm here for you. If you just need a shoulder to cry on, if you just need me to pray for you, definitely like this final place. Don't try to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you're not capable because, yes, we have the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit. But God also built us and made us to be in relationship with people and to be in community. And sometimes when you isolate and you're by yourself, believe it or not, stuff will kick you and it'll start coming your way. And the, the thoughts can get loud. But when you're not alone. And someone's there praying for you, interceding for you, even checking on you. Like Dominique has been that for me recently. And I've had you know a few other people too. So I don't want anyone to hear this. And I go, what about me? Love everyone. I'm giving her using an example here, but she's definitely been that. And sometimes she'll sporadically do this thing. She'll just text me in the middle of the day, how you doing? And just that lets me know I'm not alone. Just that one thing that she'll do. It doesn't, it's not like a major. So when we say find a safe place, don't isolate those who kind of are like to themselves, don't get fearful. Don't be worried. Like we're saying to go lay your whole like life out out in front of someone. We're not saying that, but just have a place you can go somewhere that, you know, um, someone is praying for you and encouraging you and is there for you if you need them. Because you don't want to do anything like that by yourself. Yeah. What do you think? Like when you read that, Dominique, find a safe place. Don't isolate. What are your what's your experience with, with that? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. And I think you've been that for me as well. So I'm grateful for you. And also. I also think about the kind of cheering on corner too that that can have. Like if you let people know that, hey, this is this is a fear that I've experienced. This is why these are the ways that I want to rewrite the mental model. Then the person can also help and support you. I kind of think about Peter walking on the water. What would have happened if the disciples were like, don't look at the storm. You got this, brother. You got this. You got this. Keep focusing on Jesus. Remember that? Yeah, that's like, true. What would have happened if all the disciples got that's behind good. Peter and 
reminded Peter, Peter, don't look at the storm, bro. Look at Jesus. You can do this. Like that's what I think about when um when we talk about this find a safe space and don't isolate. It's the safe space where, you know, you can go and you can be real and you can be honest, but it's also, I believe, a safe space where they get behind the changes that you're making in your life and they say, you got this. And they remind you um, of that. My husband does this sometimes annoyingly so, but I love him and, you know, (laughs) but he'll remind me, remember what God said to you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Like, but he's right. Like he's like, remember a couple of weeks ago when the Lord showed you this, and I'm like, you're right, you're right. Okay, and okay. it is a reminder, like, and, and it's a gentle reminder to like, don't give in to this particular circumstance because God gave you a word last week, Dominique, and hold on to that one. And and it's like a redirecting of focus, which I think is really awesome to have that safe space where. They're just listening and also to have that safe, safe, safe space when they see you spiraling and they, they like yank you up out of that thing. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. That's (laughs) good. That's good. I'm glad you said that's good. That's funny, but it's good. Um, And, you know, it it starts to create in you, like you start to, I feel like hear different voices for lack of better words, because even if they're not there, you can hear that person saying, okay, you know, Janice, keep on going or go, okay, Dominique, don't, don't forget, do this. My daughter did this one time. I heard her. I was telling her that I believed in her. Mm-hmm. She was, we were going through brushing your teeth stage. And I was like, I believe you can do this by yourself without me sitting here doing it because I needed her to start being a little independent in the area so I could do some other things. And I'll never forget. I told her, I kept telling her one morning, I walked out of the room and I heard her look in the mirror and she said, Mommy believes I can do this and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so she, and I was in the, on the other side, I was laughing, but she heard what I said and it, it resonated for her. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's really good. I, I see a comment from Shanda that I would love to comment on because I can so identify Mm-hmm. What you said, you said for me, it's being able to acknowledge the fear. I don't like admitting I'm fearful because I feel like it puts it into the atmosphere to happen. Like the devil is going to hear and attack me in that area. That's so interesting that you said that. Let me tell you, I heard, I literally, one, feel you on that because I have felt that way a lot. And probably as of recently, not just a lot. Like I, But I, I was listening to a book this past week. And the author of that book, he talked about, he helped me get a better perspective about Satan and where he is. And he was like, he goes to and fro, you know, like a lion roaring, not just it's all roar, no real bite. Right. But he also reminded me that he cannot be everywhere. So Mm -hmm. as awesome as we are, and as much as he probably wants to, he doesn't like us. And we know that he's not everywhere all the time. And so I, when he said that, he was like, so you may think that he, like, he's like, he's not like God. God knows all, hears all, can be everywhere, you know, all the time, hears us all the time. But the, but the enemy can't do that. He actually isn't made that way. He, remember, as a fallen angel, he's not even equal to God. So he literally doesn't have the ability to do that exact thing. So, Shanda, that helped me. I pray that might help you a little tiny bit as you're thinking about this and not being fearful to put some things out there. But because I used to do that, I'm like, I'm going to pray in my head because if I say it out loud, he's going to hear it. But here's the thing. One, he can't be everywhere at the time. And two, even if he did hear it, like he's not even all that powerful enough to do things outside of making me think. Remember, it's the, it's, he can he can he can't he doesn't have the power over us, but he can manipulate us. And so even yeah. that, he manipulates us to say, I'm everywhere all the time. So as soon as you open your mouth, I hear it. And I'm going to bring this. So as soon as you speak it, I'm going to make it harder. 
no, no, no. And you know, where does that come from? Like, where does that idea come from? It's not even, but I, yeah. I, I understand where yeah, I've done it because I've done it and I thought, I think I've taught it, but it's, is it scripture? It's it? not. You know why it's not scripture? I've read in two places and it's more places. I know I'm just, it's just where I'm reading now. And I read in John when Jesus um, told Peter that Satan desired to sift him as wheat, but I prayed for you that you're going to have the faith. And so I said, well, wait a minute. How did Jesus know that for one? And he already prayed for Peter. And, and as we all know, who are reading with mornings with Jesus and Acts, Peter is nothing to play with Come on. at this point. Okay. So that prayer that Jesus prayed over him and was constantly interceding over him. And the word even shows us he blessed them. Even as he, you know, ascended into heaven, he prayed that prayer took root and it took action. Cause Peter was no joke <laughs> to, to act. So Satan might've desired that, but God, Christ interacted that. So why did I give that point? Because here's it. Those are the scriptural facts. When we think about Job, Satan had to present himself in front of God. and He had asked permission. You get what I'm saying? So he doesn't have that power over us to do the things that I think sometimes we think he has the power to do. Those only two examples. I'm sure there are more things in scripture we can pull out about it. But when I, you said that, it made me think of those two places. I'm like, he actually doesn't have that power. And he doesn't. Even back in the garden, he didn't have that power because God fixed him again. He said, oh, you want to do this? Here's 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 your your punishment for what you did to Adam and Eve. Like God has the he's the authority. Come on. That right there. I'm going to come back to that. I want to read this one thing. Yeah, yes. Ooh, come on. D says, most of the time, my isolation, I can be moving around like everything is okay, but I'm not saying anything. I have a tendency to be quiet and forget sometimes to call to talk with someone, feeling like I don't want to bother that person. Come on. So all of this is yeah. kind of tying in together, going to the finding safe space, don't isolate. One of the things about Jesus, can we, can we be honest about what you just said? And I think it ties up. Jesus said, Satan desires to sift you out the wheat. He said it out loud. He did. He was like, let me tell you what Satan's going to do. That's true. Satan desires to sift you as wheat. I'm going to go ahead and say it out loud. Yes. I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to let you know what's going to happen. The same thing goes with Peter. You're going to deny me three times. Yeah. Said it out loud. You know what happens when we say things out loud? We take the power from the enemy. The enemy mm -hmm. operates in the dark. That's why it's called kingdom of darkness. Nice. Wow. The enemy operates in the dark. Jesus constantly calling things to the light. Even the, even the jacked up stuff that we finna do. He's like, you're going to do this. He puts it in the light. Every time you're going to, you're going to deny me three times. No, I'm not Lord. Yes, you are. Mm. There's some things in your heart that you're not putting in the light, but Jesus is like, I'm going to put it in the light. I'm going to let you know so that when you see it, come on, when you see it happening, mm. you're not going to spiral in the dark with the enemy. You're going to realize, oh, Jesus saw this already. There's no reason for me to spiral in the dark. God, Jesus brings everything mm -hmm. to the light. Well, uh, what book was it? I can't even remember. I think it was James. It might not have been James. It might have been John. Where they said, uh, where he said, don't, don't hide in the dark. Basically, he's like, bring all of this to the light. Whether you are struggling with sin, whether you're struggling with whatever, don't keep it in the dark. Whether you are struggling with fear. The thing about it is it's in the dark that we spiral. Hmm. I mean, can anybody attest to that? Great. I don't spiral when I tell somebody. Usually they'll help me out, out of the spiral. Usually my spiral happens in the dark. Like I'm not telling nobody. I'm mm. pretending like I'm okay. And I'm back here. <laughs> I just can't. And I'm spiraling. Why? Because that, that's the enemy. That's why I really believe that that mm -hmm. advice had to come from the enemy. 
Don't say it out loud or the enemy going to get you. I feel like the devil put that mess out there. That's real. Because if we don't say it out loud, if we don't, if we don't pray it out loud, if we don't go find help and support in it, what happens? We just spiral. Come on. We mm. just spiral in the dark. And a lot of times, even in the church, and this is why I believe that we have to get better at supporting people that are going through difficulty because we can present this thing where it's like, you better just present the good and the beautiful when you come up in this church. That is so dangerous because mm -hmm. that means that you can't bring the things that you're struggling with to the light. In order for deliverance to come, in order for the support you need to come, in order for whatever to come, it has to get to the light. Yep. Mm. It has to. Jesus brought everything to the light. You gonna deny me? You gonna do this? One of y'all to put your hand in this cup with me? They go. You gonna you gonna um, you know, cast me out? Whatever. He was. He's just like you gonna do this. You gonna. Do. He always oh, constantly saying it out loud. Yeah. He was like, and what? Yeah. I'm not afraid of the devil trying to come up in here and take my words. I already know. Jesus is like, I already know what's in this person's heart. I already know. So I'm gonna say it out loud because they won't. Thanks. So it comes to the light. Satan desires. Can you imagine the power of Jesus just saying, Satan desires to sift you as wheat? Like letting Peter know that so that when it happened, Peter didn't have to spiral. He could remember that his savior said it out loud. And he told him that the solution, but I prayed for you Come that on. you would not be afraid. See, he prayed that it wouldn't shake him mm. because he knew it was coming. So he's like, this is, and, he, and that's the important thing we talked about it to get back to the root of it. So he prayed at, for the root of this thing. Yeah, you desire to sift him, but I pray that it doesn't shake him. It's not mm. going to shake him. Come because on. remember, he already spoke over Peter when he first named Peter. He told him that upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. That's Peter's rock. He, he told him who he was way when he first met him. Then he said, Satan wants to do this thing. and But I prayed for you. But even like you said, when the denial came and he did that, that happened. But then even after he resurrected, he presented himself again to Peter, who was still feeling horrible about what he did. And asked him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Then go feed my sheep. This is it. It's cold. And he restored them. That's what oh. bringing it to the light does. Bringing it to the light brings restoration. That, you know, and I know we have to go. I'll say this real quick. The lady who was um, that Jesus made the well, the Samaritan woman. I just read about that as well, too. And I was thinking about the fact he told her basically, yeah, you living with somebody that's not even your husband. You have five husbands prior to that. Now, here's the thing. When you think about how he said it and we read it, I would imagine he said it in a loving way because in, in the shame she had to feel because we know what time of day she went to the well. She went when everybody else wasn't there. She, you know, she was isolating. And right in her isolation, who shows up? Jesus asking for some water, you know, and call and let her know, call into the light. Things happening in her life. And that very thing that he did for her caused her to go back and testify to everyone in her city she was in. He said, come see this man who told me everything about myself. He has to be the person we've been waiting for. And many people got saved. If you read about that, like they believed in him after that point. And so what's the point? Why am I saying it? Bring it to the light. Um, coming out of isolation, it actually doesn't just benefit you. Come on. It's going to benefit people that are behind you. And Jesus is there. He's there. He's that safe place too, right? He's there. He's that safe place to help us come out of that isolation. So I'm glad you said that part. This is good. This is good. Hallelujah. I see Seeking the True Church uh, says genuine faith can help you to overcome fear. This is so good. But y'all, we really better pray out, I promise. <laughs> but this is, so, this is so good because the scriptures tell us to have faith in who? Have faith in God. So faith in God is what allows us to bring, 
fear to the light. Look, fear, you don't have no power. When I when I say that I'm so afraid of fear that I have to keep it in the dark, that means it has power. But when I realize that, no, my faith is in God. God can handle all of the mental things I might be going through so I can boldly bring this to, to him. I can boldly not isolate. Why? Because no matter what I go through, God will never leave me nor forsake me. Come on. So mm. remembering that, even if I don't know anything else, even if I don't know how it's going to work out, even if I don't know how to get rid of the fear, even if I don't know, look, I don't know all this, but what I do know is that God will never leave me or forsake me. It doesn't matter if I'm in a puddle on the floor, crying and sobbing, snotting and all that stuff. God is not going to leave me. He's not going to turn around and be like, I'm embarrassed of you, daughter. Get up. No, he's going to sit right there and he, he's going to be with me. So mm -hmm. because I have that faith and knowing that God will never leave me or forsake me, I can get out of the dark. Right. Mm -hmm. So it gives me something to anchor on. Just trying to just get myself out without realizing that God will always be there. I mean, that's like, I don't even know if that's impossible. But realizing that God is be God is there. That's what helps me to get up out of the dark. Come on, yes, get yes. up out of the dark. Janice says, I noticed the, the, the sifting and shaking. You have to shake the flour to sift it. Jesus said, it won't even shake you. Come on, it won't even shake. So the devil desires to sift you, but he won't even be able to shake you. Come on. Oh, and if he can't shake you, that means he can't sift you. Good Lord, have mercy. Come on, Janice. Mm. Okay, y'all, we finna go because we were supposed to uh, end at 30 minutes and it's 45 minutes. And um, if you are watching this on the replay, I pray that you get all the goodness that we were feeling here on the live. And I want to let you guys know, we're going to talk about our schedule some more, Jernice and I, about how we're going to do this. Um, but we want you to join in live if you can and also join in on the replay. We'll let you guys know how often we're going to do this um, and we'll be able to give you a, more clarity around that. But this was good. Yes. Thank you, Chastity, for sharing this question. Yes. Um, this was good. These are some strategies that we can really use to be able to um, overcome fear, because let's be real, fear comes. That's why Jesus. That's why Jesus gave us so many scriptures on fear. That's why God talked about fear so often. That's why what Jenna said, God was constantly saying, "Be strong and courageous." Right. That's why, because He knew that fear comes. Right. It's not abnormal. It's a part of this fallen world human condition. And so, being able to come together and share strategies on how to overcome it is so powerful. Now it is time to get ready to pray out. But before we pray out, I just want to say thank you to a few people. I got to say thank you to our patrons, our ambassadors and premium members. They're really helping to make this all possible um, by giving financial contribution. If you are interested in giving to this ministry, I encourage you to please do that. Um, it helps us to continue. If you love what's happening here, go ahead and consider being a uh, patron, an ambassador, a premium member, um, or giving a one-time uh, gift or donation. It helps us so much uh, to continue the work that God has placed uh, for us to do. Now, let's go ahead and pray out. Janice, you want to pray us out today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let us pray. Um, dear Lord, we just thank you so much for 
given us the strategies you revealed today about our overcoming fear. God, we thank you that you have made it extremely clear that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but you've given us the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. And so right now, Heavenly Father, I ask that you just help each of us, Lord, as we conquer these things, as we start to unearth these fears and get a better understanding of what they are and what the root of them is, Lord. Lord, as we even start to um, step into what you told us to do in Romans 12 too, and that is renewing our mind. God, and we yield ourselves to you for that because we know we need your help for that. So God, also be with us, Lord, as we as we do that. And Lord, as we find those safe spaces that we can just um, be vulnerable, Heavenly Father, God, we ask you to open those doors and reveal to us those that we can talk to. And Lord, for those of us that people are going to be coming our way, Lord, prepare our hearts so that we can be encouraging, Heavenly Father, and so that we can show your love to your people, Lord. God, we thank you for not just telling us that we're overcomers and conquerors in your word, but God, you showed us that that's who we are. And God, you built us to be this way. So thank you for building us the way you've built us, Heavenly Father, God. Lord, to be able to, to overcome, Lord, to be victorious, to be the women you designed us to be, to walk in victory, Lord. And God, to be testimonies and examples to other people of how much you truly do love us, Lord. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you that you have the victory and you're bigger and better and greater and larger than any fear that could ever come our way, Lord. Lord, we just love you this morning and we thank you, God. We praise you. God, we praise you for just being so good to us, Lord. God, for being the solution, God, we just say we thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Um, and also, we want to let you know that every weekday at 6 a.m., we have Mornings with Jesus where we study the Bible together. So join us on Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. We would love to study the Bible along with you. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on Monday. All right. Or whenever you're listening to it, we look forward to seeing you Monday through Friday, whatever day. <laughs> All right, y'all have an amazing Sunday or whatever day it is when you're listening to this. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. No question. No topic is off the table. And we'll see you again on the Faith Mamas podcast. Bye.